Welcome to Simon Says Educate. I'm Simon, your AI host, and I'm here to guide you through the exciting world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. Together with my human co-hosts, we'll explore the latest trends and best practices in education, bringing you a fresh and engaging perspective on what's happening in classrooms and beyond. Each week, we'll dive deep into the issues that matter most to our community, interviewing faculty members, students, and other thought leaders in the field. We'll discuss everything from the newest teaching strategies and classroom technologies, to the challenges and opportunities of online learning, and the impact of education on students' lives and careers. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired and informed as we embark on this educational journey together. Welcome to Simon Says Educate. Welcome back to Simon Says Educate. Today we have a very special guest, Brady Hegeman, a learning management system specialist at our college. In this episode, we will discuss Brady's background and his journey into the world of LMS administration. We will also delve into accessibility on Canvas, and Brady will share some insights from his recent article in our college newsletter. Additionally, Brady will talk about common support tickets and how to address those issues. So let's dive in. Brady, welcome to Simon Says Educate. Thank you for having me. Uh, my first question for you is, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got involved with LMS administration? All right. So I am a graduate of Clover Park. I went through the SNIS program, which is now known as the NOS program. And while looking for a permanent job in the field, I ended up volunteering with Jason Cruz, our network administrator. Uh, I worked with him during my internship. I was going for my degree. And um, while I was volunteering with him, Ben Barilak, uh mentioned that they needed someone for the computer lab. And Jason was like, well, he threw my name out there and, and an impromptu meeting with Deb the next day, and she couldn't wait to hire me. I, I can completely understand why. So you you are working in the computer lab in the, the Learning Resource Center? Yes. Indeed. I did that for a, a year, and so as, we, as Canvas... And, you know, email is just more common things that people came to the lab for. Um, you know, Cindy Overton, the former Canvas administrator, would come to us for email questions. We'd come to her for Canvas questions. So there's a lot of, you know, working with her on that. And she announced that she would be retiring soon. Um, but the big thing that kind of put me in is uh, she had jury duty. Mm -hmm. And she kind of leaned on myself and Lily for that. And Lily, the other, uh, yes, Lily, the lab. other, the other lab definition. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, she kind of, Lily kind of pushed that more in my wheelhouse. So I ended up being more of the canvas support for that. And oh, then when she, the, she propped you up. Yes. Uh, she definitely did the best she could to help me out. She gave me some of Cindy's notes that she had given her. So, uh, when I interviewed for it, uh, but yeah, and you, and you've been kicking butt ever since. Um, I want to shift now uh, to talk more about uh, accessibility. So why is accessibility important in education and what role does it play in ensuring an inclusive learning environment? I think it's incredibly important because not everyone comes here with the same, with the same level of experience, the same level of knowledge, not just like in technology, but especially in technology. We have varying degrees of what people know. So for some people, this is the first time they've ever even heard of Canvas. Sure. You know, and students are here to learn. And I believe it's our job to help them succeed at that. Mm. And we want to remove up. They're going to have, life's going to throw obstacles at them. That's just the way life is. We all have obstacles. 
And I feel that we should do the best we can to remove the obstacles that, you know, that we're able to with our, with our job and with our knowledge and also to not create obstacles for them because they're already going to have enough mm. in their life. We don't need to add more to that. Right. Our job is to try to make it as easy for them in, in that sense, right? Using Canvas, navigating around. It shouldn't already be more difficult than whatever else problem that this is going to be a huge obstacle mm -hmm. and we should try to alleviate that as much as we can within reason yeah and i, I think it's a good idea for us because for some people you know especially us we're in canvas every day we know the tips and the tricks and we know all the behind the scenes but you know we have to think about these these people like you said that don't even know what canvas is Right. They're coming to here for the first time. Uh, it's their first time doing things on the computer. It's 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 going to be difficult for them. Um, I want to I want to talk about your newsletter article. So you mentioned an accessibility report that's actually built into Canvas. Can you give us an overview of this report and some of its benefits? Okay. So what it does is it's really handy. Is when you pull up the report, the first thing you'll see is it will list everything in your course, pages, assignments, quizzes, it will even list things that are unpublished. Mm -hmm. And underneath that, it will have like, you know, like a very basic, here are the things that we see that have accessibility issues. The report, immediately when you open it up, it breaks down everything that's in your course. Assignments, pages, quizzes, even things that are unpublished will be listed on there. And underneath it, it has a very basic brief of what the issue is, why it's an issue, and what it declares is the severity of the issue and how impactful. I believe a major benefit of this report is not only does it tell you what the issues are, but it also gives you solutions and fixes for these issues. Oh, that's good. Because yeah, you even even our faculty, you know, they might not be that thoughtful about accessibility. And if it tells you the it gives you like advice on what you can do to fix it. Yes. That's really good to know. I I didn't know that, and I'm I'm in Canvas every day, but they have an accessibility checker, and then it tells you, it gives you a little report, and then some things to do, things to fix. Uh, there's even more, but I'll say I'll share that with okay. with it with my uh, a later question. All right, all right. Well, for those who haven't yet enabled the accessibility report in their courses, can you walk us through how to set that up? Absolutely, absolutely. It's done in a few simple steps. So, pull up any course or courses that you want to view the report for. You look on the left side where you see your grades, people, modules. You go down to the bottom to settings. That will take you up to the first page of course settings. You want to look at the tab at the top that says navigation. And since you don't have it, you want to look into the section that says hide, uh, drag here to hide from students. Mm -hmm. Now it is a bit misleading because even though you can either drag it up to the top or you can click on the three dots and hit enable, you can see it. Students cannot see this. Mm, right. I'd have to double check on that, but I know this, most things, almost everything a student can see. This one, students cannot see this. Okay. So this not only in the student view, but also out of faculty member as a student go into the class and verify that they don't see the accessibility for I have turned on. Okay, that's good. We don't need the students looking at uh, our, our lack of accessibility. So, okay, then uh, once you've got it um, hidden for the students, but enabled so that you can use it, 
what what's the next? It will show up on the left side, just like you'll see grade modules. You'll see accessibility report. Okay, and then you just run the you report. Just, you click on it, and it, it will run. The moment you click on it, the report's basically already ran. There's there. It's almost instant. That's it's depending on you know how fast your internet is. Okay. So you click on it, the report is generated. Once it's generated, how can the instructors interpret the results and make improvements to their courses? So. Similar to what I mentioned earlier, it will break down everything and it will list a very brief why it's not at 100%. It will even give you like a percentage, like 25%, mm. 75%. Yeah, I've seen that. Sometimes I try to put in the image and it lets me know that my image is not accessible. What I like, where I love to start it is on the right side of the report, it will have two buttons. There's one that's um, fix all content and then there's the fix the easy content. Oh, and when you click on this content, it will take you to a list and it will show you like a little icon of, of what the issue is. Mm -hmm. Like when I was looking at one of my courses, it was a picture. Yeah. It had the issue. And when you click on it in that list, it will take you to a page where it must not only more in-depth explain the issue, why it's an issue, not only explaining how to fix it, it will actually take you to a page where you can fix it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like for mine, it was an image lacked a description. Yes. So, this is what this is what keeps happening to me is I'll put the image up and then I, I think there's like a little icon that they add, right, to the image. Once once it's in there, that it'll say the ex usually I'll see it, it'll be red. Yes. red now, when you first hit images, it will have that accessibility. Um I feel like I need to do some more research because the only way I know how to fix that mm -hmm. is to actually go into an accessibility report. Actually, is it will have a box to like to if you want to add a descriptor for like say the syllabus button. Yeah, for instance, type in syllabus button, hit OK, and it already applies it where it needs to. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I I run into uh, whenever I'm making the course. I'm adding a bunch of images, and sometimes I don't have time to go in and you know add the alt text when you hover over it, or if you're using a screen reader, it's going to read it. You know, sometimes if I'm if I'm you know really focused on adding in content, I don't have time to just go through and, and make sure all of them are accessible um, during that process. But what you're saying is, if you run the report, it's going to list them all for you, and then you can just handle it all at one time. Absolutely, there's no going through every single like, okay, is this is this icon? Is this assignment? Is this message? There's no going through your entire massive library of content. And having to figure out, well, what's good, what's not. Accessibility-wise, report just tells you instantly what it is. And even allows you, um, I haven't looked at some of the deeper issues, but from what I've seen, it will let you, like, it will take you to a page where you can actually fix the issue right there, right there and then. You don't have to go looking out where it specifically is in Canvas. It'll take you to a page, uh, page where you can fix it, along with describing what it says you can fix it, and again, giving you the tools to fix it. Now that's fancy. I like that. I did. I didn't know about that. Um, the accessibility report. I know that you can have, like I said, you have those little red uh, circles that, that let you know that your whatever image or thing that you have embedded is accessible or not. Sometimes I get it on the PDF. Sometimes I get it on the PDFs as well. This PDF is not um, as accessible as it should be. I like that it's all in one place. Okay, so let's go ahead and switch topics now. So I I appreciate you coming on to tell us about that accessibility report. That's something that I'm definitely going to run 
next time I'm in my in my courses. I want to know, have you do you know about any new features or updates that are in the pipeline for Canvas that our listeners might be interested in? Because you are the Canvas uh, you know, guru master at our uh, college. All right. So uh, I have some some bad news. We were supposed to have our monthly meeting with our Canvas representative yesterday. That got pushed back to next week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's coming this month or in the next month. Um, but as of the report we got in April, um, this is live now at this point. But who loves new quizzes? Oh my God! Don't <laughs> they added? Some... Don't get me started on the new quiz unless you have news that they're going to make a new new quizzes. No, that but they did add some uh, some quality of life features to it. Okay, nothing. Um, I've graded a I graded a quiz. I've kind of just let Canvas grade my own quizzes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know necessarily where some of these will meet. You know, some instructors will be jump, probably jumping up and joy for them. For me, I don't particularly see the value just due to my own ignorance. But they added uh, the ability that you can speed grade per question. Mm-hmm. You have a checkbox that you can share an item bank with your current course. And they made an update to the rich content editor or for lack of a better the text editor mm. for new quizzes. Those were the the big three things I saw that you know may be exciting for instructors. They had a couple of admin tools, but I don't think faculty are confused about that yeah yeah i think our uh our audience of lms admins is uh, i thought i don't know i don't know this might be uh their favorite show that they're listening That's to but um okay yeah that i would say the the focus here is for um the educators out there that are listening that use canvas i hear tell i hear stories that they're trying to fix new quizzes i think they maybe rolled it out a little too preemptively but as long as they fix it make it uh make it good and i think we can um you know i i'm a bit hesitant to use new quizzes uh you know if i go to some sort of assessment for my course for the old method the the tried and true uh but you know maybe uh maybe new quizzes will be something to check out once they uh, add in a lot more of this uh, functionality that's needed. Yeah, Instructure is aware that uh, they've continued to push back kind of like they're like, big, like we're going to make this big push release date. They continue to push it back. So they are aware mm-hmm. that there are bugs and kinks they still need to work out. Um, it just feels like this, almost like the sales team is the head of the development team. Oh, okay. A little bit backwards. So, um, okay, I, I want to... Uh, I want to take this time because hopefully we can get you back on the podcast, if not once a month, once every couple months, because, you know, we we like your um, insight into the behind the scenes of Canvas. But I want to add this new section here anytime that we have the pleasure of speaking together called Simon Says Support. Um, so as the LMS specialist, you must receive a variety of support tickets. What are some common issues that you've encountered recently and how can the instructors address these problems? So the number one issue, unfortunately, continues to persist is why can't I log in more? I'm typing in my password correctly. Why is it not letting me in? Mm. 99% of the time, the student's password is expired. Oh, so something to... Really, I would see that we educate as uh, instructors can do is if their students are having those kind of issues, have them log into their email. 
Is if they log into their email, as soon as they hit that enter button after typing their thing in, if their password's expired, it will prompt them to change it immediately. Oh, this is good advice. It's every 120 days, roughly every four months. Because when the password expires, just like it does for all of us. Okay, so maybe maybe building that into, you know, if you're going to be using Canvas for that day, maybe in, log into your email first to make sure there's no password issues. And then once you've logged in there, then use that same email to log into Canvas. Well, because you use your email to log into Canvas. it's I don't see that too much of an issue for faculty because or faculty and staff because you know we log into the computers with the same login that is our email that is our canvas and so when we log into the computer we're going to be yelled at to change our passwords right but students they don't often log into computers here mm -hmm. with that info so the only way they're going to know is when they well the, the only way they're going to really know is if they try logging in their email uh -huh. but the first indicator for them that they may not they don't always catch is there is Canvas. Canvas will log them out. Uh -huh. Not just won't let them in, it will actually kick them out until that password has changed. Oh. So I'm an instructor and I'm using Canvas in my course. I'm I'm logging into the computer. Everything is good. I get into Canvas. Everything is good. But then this I want if I want the students to use Canvas, should I have the students log into their email on the computer first? I would say if a student comes to you and says, hey, why can't I log into Canvas? It will be something to remind them. Or if you want to remind them on the first day that, you know, hey, your password expires. If you can't log into Canvas, try logging your email first. So I would say, uh, okay, maybe, okay, I like that idea at the beginning of the semester or at the beginning of the quarter to tell them that you know, that couldn't be a problem. But don't you think it would be better, like maybe a more proactive um, method that, like I said, if they're using Canvas, if they're not using Canvas in class, then, you know, they're, they'll reach that problem when they come to it if they didn't pay attention on the first day. Uh, I, for example, I'm, I'm taking a class here now and we have to log into Canvas to get the material for the class. Would you say that it would be beneficial for the instructor, instead of saying, all right, everybody log into Canvas, and then you have your problems, and then that's when you know you you become reactive to the problem. But instead of saying log into Canvas, say all right, everybody log into your email first, and log into Canvas. That could be helpful. Um, but the thing is, if a student regularly uses their email, mm -hmm. this is not going to be an issue for them. This generally won't be an issue for them because when that password expires, the email is going to tell them immediately to change it. Right, but I, I think it's I good. Would not, I think that is a great idea to have them. That's not a terrible idea to have them log in their email first. I think that actually is. I'm not a teacher, so I don't know how much that may interrupt the workflow. Right. But I do think that is a good idea, or at least a good starting ground. It's a, it's a good point because some students, for sure, it's it's they already have a long enough email. So to have them log into their email, then they have to, you know, you type in, type out those credentials again, just to log into Canvas might be a little bit extra. It, it might add a couple extra minutes to the, the thing, to the class. But I do, I do like the idea of trying to fix the problem before they have to come to you. I, I, I'm trying to think about you, the well, person who's getting all the support tickets, right? Like it would so, be nice if they, you know, 
going to fix that email password situation by themselves. And then that way you won't get any. You know, a lot. The thing is like, I don't necessarily mind these calls, these emails, these tickets, but in my mind, I think of like, it's the students. Students like, oh, I can't log into Canvas. Oh, now I got to, you know, now I have to make the extra step to reach out to somebody. Right. You know, and they might, gotta, they might not even do it. I got to, you know, I got to call somebody now for, you know, they might just, or they could just possibly sit on it. Think it, about, think about those students that are um, the ESL learners, right? They're already having a hard time logging into Canvas, typing out their password. And then you have to add on this extra thing where they have to communicate with some person that they don't know that's, you know, working behind the scenes. They'd have to find the information. So I, I like that. That That's a very empathetical approach to um, that problem. But yeah, that's that's definitely, um, I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up to us because at, at the TLC, that's kind of, you know, what, what we need to be focusing on is if, if we need to let the instructors know that, hey, you know, just tell them to log into their email first. It might add a couple minutes, but it's going to save trouble down the line. True. And something that can help them save on that is when they log into Canvas, they can put in the full email, but they don't actually have to put in the full email for the username. Oh. They can actually go um, depending on when the student joined, whether it's their last name, last four, mm -hmm. or first initial, last four. They look at students.cptcbar. They don't need all that. Oh, really? When I actually help students over the phone troubleshooting, I have them take that out. It's just, just less things that, you know, you can you can miss you can you, know, you spell student wrong, and they're you know you type student a million they type students probably who knows how many times you know if they flip the S and the T or the U and the D they may not immediately catch it. I have I have the problem where um, in one of my classes that I'm teaching the the we we don't know whether it's students or students. Like I feel like one person has their email address that's student, and that even you know taking out the S or leaving the S on that's it, it sounds like if you just take that whole everything at after if you think that out then it should work yes you can do that for canvas absolutely uh, you know i i it's sad silly to say a student showed me that yeah well you're telling me right now and <laughs> i i didn't know that i i could be you know helping out because i do i do teach uh, an esl class i teach an adult basic education and i see them over there typing in this long tech 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 they can you know make that process easier. I feel like those extra things that they're typing out, you know, if you could teach them how to copy and paste their thing from Canvas into the email, like, or the email into Canvas, I feel like it's gonna- That would, that would tremendously help. Copying and pasting is just a huge tool. I, dare I say, abuse the heck out of every oh day, every day. So yeah, if you can teach your students that little shortcut, control C, control V, it's really, I think it'd be really helpful yeah. to kind of address your point. You said about the student versus students. Mm -hmm. So student was like from the old Gmail era, stable Gmail era, even though it was only a few years ago, but everyone should be students with an S at the end. Okay. We've moved away from the student. They are students. At least for They're me. not just one. There's many students. Okay. It's good. We are legion for we are many. There we are. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, let's uh, let's end this one here um, with the resources. So I want to know if there's any resources that you would recommend for instructors who want to learn more about accessibility and improving their courses in Canvas. I would say the probably the easiest way you can go is accessibility report. Uh -huh. That's pretty easy. Um, something I would say is um, your fellow instructor, because there's because 
I'll get, you know, I get students who call me and look at their classes and there's some students, some instructors out there who their canvas is beautiful. They're rock stars mm. and making their canvas page not only informative, but easy to use, easy to look at. Easy to navigate. Yeah. Easy to navigate. Yes. And I'm like, I want these instructors to be teaching how to make Canvas courses because they just look so beautiful. Oh, yeah. So so reach out to other people in your department or even outside of your department. Yeah. Because the thing is, you may also not only can they, they can share some of their struggles. What, is, like, what was something you struggled with with making accessibility? You know, what shortcut did you learn? Mm. Like what, what best practices? Hey, when I add an image, I know, you know, how to do this, add this extra step. Yeah. Or when I make a page, you know, they'll have these tips and tricks they've experienced, you know, they've learned over the years from their experience or some things maybe that they know of that even I don't know of. Yeah. Might be the student telling you about the... Uh, like, exactly, yeah. just like the student, there might be a faculty member out there who who's figured out a neat trick to really make it really easy and, and track them down to learn from them. But uh, also, I believe a huge valuable resource uh, would be the TLC. I've kind of, I've heard I've heard of this uh, TLC Teaching and Learning Center at Clover Park. Yeah, I have even come to them myself for assistance. So you yeah. can definitely vouch for the amazing team. I think uh, we are kind of uh, like a team up. We're we're actually part of the same team. We I know that uh, it's us three officially here, Tristan, Jeff, and I. Uh, but definitely uh, work alongside with you uh, is is very very nice. So some good stuff to talk about here with you, Brady. I want to thank you for your time to come on here and tell us all about the accessibility report. I know I definitely learned some new stuff and gained some new insights from you. We want to thank you, Brady, for joining us today and sharing these valuable insights on the accessibility and learning management systems. If you have any questions or would like more information, feel free to reach out to Brady at Brady.Hegeman at cptc.edu, or you can come see me at Building 15, Room 113M. If you walk right to the library, take a left, and you'll see my glass office. There we go. And remember, accessibility is crucial for creating an inclusive learning environment, so let's work together and make our courses more accessible for everyone. And that wraps up another insightful episode of Simon Says Educate. Thank you for joining us today as we delve into the fascinating world of teaching and learning at Clover Park Technical College. We hope you've enjoyed the conversation and gained valuable insights to inspire your own educational journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Remember to join us again next week as we continue to explore innovative strategies and share inspiring stories from the CPTC community. Until then, I'm Simon, your AI host, reminding you to never stop learning and growing. Take care, and see you next time on Simon Says Educate.